Welcome to Mind Gap, you beautiful nerds. I'm Justin, and I am introing solo again today because Doug uh, was nice enough to come into the city, but then had to catch his train back out to the suburbs, so he did not spend his entire day traveling because the trains can be very fickle. So you got me today. Uh, before we jump into things, of course, we want to pay a special tribute and homage uh, to our wonderful sponsor, Elephant and Castle. Located at 185 North Wabash, it's the corner of Lake and Wabash. There's a few elephant and castles around the city, but this one obviously is our favorite one because they host us every week and they are friggin' awesome and they have some cool people here and they have some cool daily specials. For example, they've got happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., where any item $11 or less is half price. They've got domestic drafts, $4, and house wines, $4. Again, that's Monday through Friday, 3p to 6p. Then you got one done Monday. A craft keg of beer taps at 5 p.m., so they roll it over, they tap it, 5 p.m., they start pouring it, and it is $3 a pint. And it's a different keg of beer every single week. And it's probably something you haven't tried, and it is probably one of the best deals in Chicago. So you need to come down and check this out. And if you come down and check it out, you can go ahead and tweet at us or Instagram at us at MindGapPodcast. Let me know. You can tag me at Justin underscore Michael. And I don't live too, too far from here. So maybe on a Monday, I'll come up and meet you and we'll have a beer together and we can talk about your your feelings and your thoughts about what, what you heard on that week's episode. Uh, Tuesdays is Tin Up Tuesdays, where all tins are 25% off. And a tin, for those not in the know, is a can of beer. Wine Down Wednesday, that's wine by the glass, a dollar off. Wine by the bottle, half price. Locals Only Thursday, select Chicago Drafts are $5.50, $5.50, and you get something that was brewed right here in our great city of Chicago. And then Saturdays and Sundays, if you're into the whole brunch thing, if you if you can't decide between breakfast and lunch and you want to go to brunch, well, they've got mimosas and Bloody Marys each for $5, as well as a very, very good brunch menu. Um, they've got a good menu in general, so please come on down, like I said, 185 North Wabash, the corner of Lake and Wabash. And we're going to switch gears, and I'm going to put on my promotional hat, and I'd like you to do something for me. I'd like you to go online, right? You're probably listening to this on a a phone or a device that's connected to the internet. So just pop into wherever you're listening to us. Go subscribe and go review us and go leave a rating. So wherever you're listening, just hit that subscribe button so you're alerted every week when, when a new episode comes out. Then I want you to go and I want you to write a review and just let people know what they're getting into. Say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast for, you know, three years since they started or I'm just into this and here's my thoughts on it. Let people know what they're getting themselves into. They, The, the hosts are the funniest hosts and, and the one they call Justin is just the most handsome guy ever. Whatever you want to say. I'm not telling you what to say. Your words, not mine. Just do that for us. And then also... Uh, uh, rate us as well. There's usually a rating system. Just give us a, maybe a four or five stars. We don't ask for much, just a little rating. Then also please share us around. There's Wherever you're listening, there's there's a little share button or copy the link if you're listening on your computer and just share it to your fo- social media. Let your followers know. Let people who, uh, who trust you know that this is something you like because that helps us immeasurably. Cannot begin to tell you how important that is for uh, the success and the future of this show. So we very much thank you. For those who've already done it, that's awesome. And uh, for those who are about to do it, thank you in advance. So this week on the podcast, we are talking about 
Marvel stuff! That's brand new. We haven't done that before. But this week specifically, we're talking about Marvel stuff on Netflix. So we're talking Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Punisher, The Defenders. And we're going to get into what makes each of these shows good to us versus what we feel some of the shows are lacking, why we think Luke Cage and Iron Fist were canceled, um, just just our general thoughts on that whole universe, which then leads us into uh, talking about the Marvel Universe as a whole and then a few other superhero movies before we wrap things up with a very fun throwdown between The Rock and Mr. Vin Diesel. We're going to set there's a there's a feud in real life between these two, and we're settling it right here on Mind Gap. So without further ado, please enjoy episode 169 of Mind Gap Podcast. Doug, say the thing. Mind Gap Podcast. Did you? Oh. And oh, so good. Thumbs way up thumbs your butt. Thumbs way up your butt. That's yeah. exactly how I would describe it. Yeah. Man, they nailed that show. I saw a still uh from it that made me <laughs> I really want to check it out now because oh, I mean I'm going to obviously, mm-hmm. but um where he's in his post Daredevil attire, mm-hmm. like the raggedy uniform he's wearing now, and he's got ropes tied around his uh he's like in a church. And I just saw that I'm like <gasps> That his, looks really uh, cool. <laughs> Mai Tai ropes. That, that he looks has. really cool. Yeah. 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 It's pretty awesome. I, conversely, am uh, on episode one of Iron Fist. I still don't know why you feel like you have to bear <laughs> this cross. You really don't. <laughs> and let me tell you, Doug, the dialogue is, dip- they have made, they are trying. You can actually notice in the in the show, they're trying to make a change. They're, 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 they're actively trying to make it look better. And feel better, and the fighting, they're trying to ramp it up, and this and that. I'm 20 minutes into the first episode, and I'm already like, oh, guys, guys, no, 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 no. There are so many, like, it's, it feels like it feels like someone in a college writing class wrote, yeah. wrote a play that they adapted into this franchise. Yeah. It's so sad. Well, I think part of the problem with that is, you know, the hand is an interesting organization right. to talk about, and it's it's kind of better when they're not the main antagonist, right? Because like, you it, 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 you need a focal point. Yeah, and and that being sort of the main antagonist in the Defenders, and then being the main antagonist in Iron Fist, and also bleeding over into Daredevil. At some point, I'm like, I get it. The right. hand is there. Can we talk about something else? Like, right. can we do something else? And that's what I like about Daredevil is, you know, season one was about the rise of Fisk and, and dealing with all those different criminal elements. Season two was very much about the hand and Electra. Season three but, but heavily brought in the Punisher as a also, as a pseudo exactly, uh, antagonist. Yeah. Exactly. And then, you know, season three is about something different entirely. Nice. It's about dealing with the, you know, whether or not um, you know, Matt's trying to decide whether or not what he's doing works. Right. And he's struggling a lot with his faith. Um, he's, you know, Fisk, his developments are fascinating as well. The one thing with Daredevil they've always done is, in, really Marvel has generally done pretty well, is they've made the villain sympathetic. Like, I've always been fascinated by Fisk. Right. 
and what you, he there's does. part of him that, like when you get that backstory about him in season yeah. two, you really feel bad for you. You're like, fuck, this guy went through a hellacious childhood, mm-hmm. just terrible, and yeah. like just regressed all of his or repressed all of his feelings mm-hmm. and just stared at the wall, and like it was yeah. just heartbreaking. Yeah, and and you know his love for um, you know his lady and things like that, and what drives him and things like that. It's it's just really really interesting yeah. to, to watch his development. And there's another villain which I don't know if you know about, but I'm not going to spoil it if you don't. Okay, um, that pops up and they are wow. They do a they do a good chunk of an episode with their backstory. Oh, and really? I'm like, god damn. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well done. Yeah, like, really really well done. Fascinating character, but just you see a lot. You see Matt just sort of really struggling a lot in it, and um, I don't know. He's he's fascinating because the, the cool thing about Daredevil is that he he is just a dude, right? He's a blind guy that can see, so it's a guy that can see, and um, <laughs> uh, it's when enhanced. You, when you strip away his <laughs> the whole lore behind him, yeah. so it's a, it's a guy who can see. Yeah, it's like, oh art. man, it's a guy that can grow to the size of a normal man <laughs> and hit as hard as a normal man, like you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he obviously has Daredevil has enhanced stuff, so he can check. He knows when sure. people are coming. He yeah. can listen to stuff between walls. He and can stuff. smell like, copper in the air. Exactly. He can. He can. His other senses are greatly enhanced. But what I like about him is, you know, he he is very well trained, but he still gets the shit kicked out of him too. Right. It's just, but it, it's all about the willpower. Mm-hmm. It's all about he can pull himself up one more time than the other guy. Yeah, and um, you know, he's got the whole religious part of it. And you know, it's very it's very fascinating. It was so well done, yeah. so well shot, and it's acted so well. There was one character that was like, "This is the one person that's trying too hard." Really, very minor character. But like, whenever they're on on scene, I'm like, "Oh just man, chewing the just, scenery a little bit." Now I wouldn't say chewing the scenery, just trying to struggle to keep up. I feel. Oh, like. okay. I'm just like, dude. You know, everyone else around here, I believe wholeheartedly. But whenever they're around, I'm like, dude, you're pulling me. You're, you're in, pulling me out of it. In a little over their heads, yeah. as far as uh, as far as acting goes. I was gonna say because the casting is has been for the most part for most Marvel movies has been spot fucking on. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio is oh. a fucking gem in that role. I love his little mannerisms that he has. Right. Like it, he, the thing that I love about those kinds of characters is um, they really develop. Like you can see what's going on with them without them saying anything, right? Uh, his mannerisms, the way he walks, and the way he uh, at one point he's moving his hands a certain way. Yeah, he like kind of fingers, right. like he's sort of whatever, and um, he's so manipulative and passionate in what he does, and so believable, and at the same time so goddamn sinister, right? Like Jesus Christ, this guy is terrifying in what he's able to do and what yeah. he's able to pull off. And there's another character, the one I don't want to spoil. They do a great job with sound design. Okay. Whenever this character is going through something, like it's almost like knowing when the Joker's on screen. And right, 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 right. Like yeah. they have some sort of sound that plays where you're like, oh, it's this, supposed to trigger that. This person, yeah. you understand what this person's going through to give you sort of an audible sense of what what's affecting them in that moment. And I was like, really well done. Yeah, that's all. I mean, that's also a tip of the hat to the showrunners too, mm-hmm. uh, who who have been able to just yeah, they've designed the entire mm-hmm. the entire ambiance of the show from visual to sound to yeah. every yeah. And it's it's just I love Charlie Cox as yeah. as Matt Murdock. He yeah. does such a he has a couple of scenes where he just goes for it and just is so intense. And I'm like, God, I want to go back and watch that again. Yeah, because he's just he's so in it. Yeah, and because I love when actors don't aren't 
scared to take that to go because again you never know what you're going to get until you try you may do it and the director might go cut cool love the love the choice let's Mm -hmm. try let's try pulling it back because it was just a little too much yeah but if you never go to that point you'll never know where like okay no we wanted to go to that point holy shit that was not anything what we thought yeah and it makes sense because in a lot of these scenes this season is a lot like i said it's, it's matt unhinged yeah matt is not in the same space He's not really living a dual life. He's living Daredevil. Right, right, right. He is Daredevil. That's who he is through and through. And so his intensity is amplified, and he's his passion for what he believes in really comes out. At one point, he's you know talking with this guy, and he's, he's grilling him hard, like a lot of questions, and he's just cutting through this guy's bullshit. He's like, you didn't do anything. You didn't whatever. And he just gets in his face, and he just screams at him. He's like, why didn't you do anything? Yeah. I'm like, whoa, fuck. Yeah, yeah. He's mad. He's this guy's like cowering. He's, you know, he's, he starts to crumble, and and he does the same thing. Like, he has this confrontation that you know it's been waiting to happen. You can tell there's so much emotion happening. Yeah, and he just gets in their face, and he's. I'm like, oh man, this is fucking awesome. I'm like, into it's that. Yeah, so cool, so well done, and it was just. That I've loved, absolutely loved, and not only that, but they make him look so fucking cool. Oh right, yeah. Like, just, well, and whoever does the choreography on it, oh. like Jesus fucking Christ, man, talk about amping it up again. Like I, I have not seen one one frame of this season yet, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, just based off the first two seasons, and then the eleven minute fight scene you oh. told me about, like Jesus Christ, God, it's a masterpiece. Yeah, and it's legit, just one shot. Yeah, almost eleven minutes. I think and, the first oh. season we had the hallway. Yes. The second season we had the stairwell. Yes. And then this season we have this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking good. It's so good, and you're like Jesus Christ, because what I love most about Daredevil is how tired everyone is, because <laughs> that's exactly what it would be. Right. Yeah. These guys would be tired. Yeah. After I mean, everything they've done. You and I did boxing for yes. we were, you and I were working out together for a little bit and remember doing a minute round. Yeah. After a minute, you're just like, fuck me, I can't keep my arms up. And that's not me trying to hit as hard as I can to save my life. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. These guys are just they're going, you know, they're punching hard right. trying to hurt the other person, if not kill them. <laughs> right, right. And it's just so really well done. Like it's it's a fantastic season. It's just it's a real shame that they couldn't quite replicate because the thing is like Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, like they don't all have to be Daredevil, but Daredevil right. set a standard. It did, yeah. Where it, it was kind of like Iron Man came out and then Incredible Hulk came out. Incredible Hulk is definitely the, the weakest of all the Marvel movies. Sure. It's definitely the most forgettable, absolutely, I feel like. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And it, they hadn't quite figured it out, but Iron Man had the great tone and everything that went along with it. And Hulk, and Hulk was a complicated character where, you know, we I just s- wanted to see him be Hulk and punch shit. Right. I also still don't feel like they they had figured out the character themselves yet. Yeah. I, so I feel like they were still fleshing that out. So yeah, and I think they if, realized... If they were to revisit it, I feel like they could do a much more nuanced Hulk movie. I think they realized that Hulk has to be a side character. He can't be the main character. Right. Because it's all about a guy that doesn't want to be the character that we want him to be. Right, exactly, yeah. It's like, no. Which we, is which is why he worked so well in Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Because I feel like that was almost your unofficial Hulk movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you got... Yeah. You got a, it, was a, it was half Thor, half Hulk. You sure. Know? And you've seen a lot of developments. And anytime he shows up in the Avengers and stuff like that, we see... You know what's going on with him. Right. You know, not wanting to be Hulk, and then what his attachments are, and, and there's some really great moments there, um, as well. And even in obviously Infinity War, Hulk doesn't want to come out. Right. So there's some stuff going on, but he's great as that uh, that spice in the meal that really brings out a lot of flavor. Yeah. But if you had an entire meal of that flavor, you'd be like, this is too much, right? Or this is too, um, it's boring. Hulk for me is like cumin. Mm-hmm. If it's too much, it ruins the meal. All I'm having is a giant plate of cumin, but a little bit. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice little flavor to it. 
But it's a shame that those other shows... Because I like season one of Jessica Jones. It's not something I, I really have wanted. I kind of want to go back and watch it again because I, I did enjoy it. After watching season two, I went back and checked out some choice scenes from mm-hmm. season one. And I for, and it, it did stand up to itself. I think David Tennant was really the thing for me. Is, he is, was such a fun uh, character. Kilgrave. Like, yeah. What a fascinating character. Yeah. Um, and again, there was a moment where you felt bad. for You were like, I, yes. I kind of get this guy. I kind of understand what why he's... Interesting. Yeah. I just love those scenes where he's like, oh, this is what normal people have to do. They have to sit and wait for people to come on their own will. Right. How boring. Right. Like, <laughs> right. But then you almost like when he was talking to the, the parents yeah. in that cell mm-hmm. when he was you know standing in the water and yeah. they brought his parents in and they, they were talking to and, and they were he was giving that that monologue of like you left me you know yeah. like you you I, I was a baby I was a child and I had no parents and you could see that he really had been scarred and they yeah. thought they were doing the right thing but was it the right thing because it really pushed him into this role and yeah. such a weird complex yeah yeah and not only that but being at the age of like 10 or whatever and having the ability to always get what you wanted right what does that do to a person yeah and yeah, you can see that in his behavior. So they did a really good job of, of that sort of stuff. And Luke Cage was fine. I enjoyed it. There were some strong villains and other things. Like the ultimate villain was pretty lackluster for me. Yeah, he. I feel. I feel like they didn't. They didn't do enough to set him up. Yeah. Like I feel like they. You know they. They had him. They had him pulling the strings in the background. They, I think they were trying to do a Thanos type thing where he mm-hmm. was pulling the strings in the background and then he finally showed up, but. It just, there wasn't enough, they rushed the backstory in yeah. Like, you didn't have enough time to get invested. And you're like, yeah. oh, they were adopted brothers or stepbrothers. And, oh, there's a there's a, a lot there. And you, yeah. you as the audience member weren't allowed to, like, marinate in that in that give a shit. Because the guy that was interesting was Cottonmouth. Absolutely, That guy was yeah. very interesting. And then as we, as, you know, he expires and we shift the focus i think that was the thing is because it shifted from one villain to another right mid, and the and, yeah. and and this next villain was too for me like, absolutely there like wasn't he had enough shit figured out and he was like there was yeah. no there was no yeah there was no figuring it out as luke was figuring it out yeah cottonmouth was figuring it out yeah because the thing too was like <laughs> you know you can have a psychopathic character that's still relatable. Sure. And that yeah. guy, that's what it seemed like, you know, the main villain in Luke Cage was just like, <laughs> I'm going to get you back right. while also controlling Harlem. It's like, okay. Right. And that's always, that's the thing nowadays where you really have to, like I watched Infinity War again the other day, just watching Thanos, like, yeah, he's a cold hearted prick, but he also has, there, there truly is a burden to him as he is going about this quest sure. to collect the Infinity Stones. Yeah. Like he is, when he says this day exacts a heavy toll, he means it. Right. Like the things that he's had to see and do, like his, you know, the children of Thanos, like when he finds out, you know, because he's talking to Strange on Titan. He's like, I assume the Ma's dead. And he's like, yes. He's like, this day extracts a heavy toll. And when he goes and he's on in Wakanda and, you know, uh, uh, Scarlet Witch is sitting there and you know morning vision he's like I understand like, right. what's had to do and when he throws Gamora off the cliff like yeah it, that it, stuff is hard it takes a toll on him he does not enjoy doing it right in every single turn you can see the pain and the anguish and the little bit of him that kind of dies with that mm-hmm. yeah because a part of him I think enjoys fighting you know we see that when the whole sure. attacks him he's like you know beats the shit out of him yeah. and, and even on Titan which is probably my favorite fight scene is when uh, Iron Man and you know some of the Guardians and Spider Man and Strange and Strange are all fighting him. Like, he kind of enjoys to some of that, especially when yeah. he's going one on one with Stark. Well, it's good. It's sport. You know, for yeah, him. like it's he's just like this is a good sport. Yeah, yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, he's so driven 
by this idea. Right. These, he he says to himself, I have to do this on behalf of the universe. Right. Because his goal is when he's done. I love that strange goes and once you and when you're done, what then? You know, maybe I finally get to rest and watch the sun rise on a grateful universe. Right. Like so like for him, he's being very ultra like this is this is truly like a good thing he's doing in his head. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's the difference is like he's not doing it and that's something I don't think we often see in a lot of villains is that a lot of villains are going, I'm going to get power. I'm going to control. It's that mwahaha thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas he is like, no, I'm I'm doing a good thing, guys. You don't know, you're in my you're standing in the way of me doing a yeah. good thing. He's a hero in his mind. Of course. Which is so reverse on what many villains are. Mm-hmm. Many villains know they're causing chaos. Mm-hmm. He truly thinks he's doing something great. And some of those villains are great, like the Joker. <clears throat> right. Like the Joker, his his stuff is also like... <laughs> his is just, the, again, agent of chaos. He's just... But surprisingly interesting because he's right. Because he can play human nature against right. human nature. He, he, when he's talking with Batman, and he's like, you know, you're only as good as the city allows you to be. Right. And then as soon as something goes bad, he goes, watch, I'll show you. They'll, they'll turn on each other. Right. And they'll turn on you because that's what it is. Right. That's society. Society is a bunch of people pretending to be good, but they're not. Right. As soon as something goes wrong, it turns into ultimate chaos. And I appreciate that because I'm like, he's right. Because that's why if he was like pontificating about some bullshit premise, I'd be like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> but he's fascinating for right. that same regard. And with Thanos, he's, you know... I think the only thing that kind of sucks, and they did a good job of trying to show it, but in Infinity War, yeah, he, um, you know, he talks about how what he's done has worked. You hear it, you don't get to see it because there's just not enough time. It's not that important, right? But you know, when he's talking to Gamora, you know, she's like, you know, you slaughtered half my my world. He goes, yeah, and you know what? Now it's peace, it's paradise. Everyone goes to bed with <clears throat> full stomachs. Right, yeah, you know, everything is leveled out because what he's doing is work. And he's yeah. like, I want to do it faster. I'm gonna right. do it with the snap of my fingers. I don't want to, have to go world to world and, t- and we're gonna, do a war. And yeah. we're going to we're gonna level this out, and everyone's gonna be happy for it. And you may not like it, but this is what we have to do. Right. And I was like, God damn it, I get it. Right, I yeah. get it. And he's you know his his methods are <laughs> are brutal, questionable. Yeah. They're brutal, and it's the same thing with with Fisk. You know, he ultimately wants to make. The city, the New York City, a good place. Right, absolutely. Yeah. He wants to do it his way. Right. And I don't necessarily agree with his way, but you know, after you know the Chitari attacked New York and there was just all this chaos, he's like, I want to bring stability back, and the best way that he knows how to do it is through the criminal network. Right, exactly. Well like, and to to an extent too, I would say in, in Luke Cage, uh Miranda Stokes mm-hmm. uh is wants the same thing for Harlem. Like mm-hmm. she's always grown up there. She wants to tighten the community up and, you know, help uh, women and children who have been abused and this and that. She has a family first initiative is her mm-hmm. giant thing she's trying to push forward. Yeah. Um, I think they did a, um, they weren't as clear in there. So I would say Luke Cage, uh, season two, I would say is worth the watch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> with the caveat, with, with knowing that uh, some of the characters aren't as fleshed out as they probably could be. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she she flip flops, and I, I I like it's okay when uh, a villain flip flops because you know that's 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 part of what they do is that they, they go, they they have this really good moment they're trying to do something good but then they get pulled back into the dark side and I yeah. I, I can dig that she flip flops I think far too much for my taste yeah. um, but she does have that same I want to do good for my part of the city yeah you know she wants but she's doing it through all the wrong means yeah yeah 
And, you know, that's where, um, you know, when it comes to Iron Fist, you know, first of all, and we've talked about this before, but Iron Fist's whole demeanor and character is wrong, in my opinion. He's, yeah, he's, he's too chipper for a guy, for a, a, a child that saw horrific yeah. things happen. His parents died. And for him to basically get the shit kicked out of him right. for 10 years or however long it was, 15, 15 years, yeah. for him to come back and be like, hey, this is my dad's company. Right. I'm going to go in. I'm like, what peace the to, fuck? Peace to all of you. Yeah. yeah. Namaste. Right. Like, what right. the fuck? He's just, he's too right. naive. Like, I feel like those guys, those masters would have beaten the piss out of him. They would have beaten that naivete out of him. And they would have instilled this hardened right. warrior because that's what the Iron Fist is. Right. That's what needs to protect Kunlun. Like exactly. you need you need a fucking warrior, not a hey guys. Yeah, yeah. and they, the those warriors are known to annihilate and murder the hand. That's what they do. So for him, he's like, hey, I'm back in my hometown. What's yeah. up, guys? Well, the hands were really hard to fight. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna center my chi so I can get out of here. Like, what are we doing? Can I give you a a, a bit of dialogue that will, that will infuriate you. Yes. So he and Colleen, uh, they're back at the dojo. <clears throat> um, she's working on something, and he comes in, and he fires up his computer, and she says something like, oh, I wish I had never turned you on to this thing. And he's like, hey, I've got 15 years of pop culture to get to get uh, caught up on. You know, I don't know some of the yada, yada, yada. Basically, he's trying to reassimilate himself into society. And she goes, you know, I kind of like the fact that you don't know who SpongeBob is. And he goes, or no, I kind of like the, the fact that you don't know who SpongeBob SquarePants is. He goes, he's a sponge named Bob who's got square pants. That's lazy. And I was writing. like, as lazy. Did, did a writer put that on the page and force an actor to say this? Like that, that just happened? Did that make that it, just happened? That, did that make it through all those edits? Right. What? What was left in the floor? Someone's like, ha, 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 ha. They sold the, they laughed really hard to sell their line. Right. Like, ha, 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 ha. Isn't that, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> They actually pissed themselves to try to really push forward that, this is funny, I peed. I peed myself. Yeah, <clears throat> that, that shows was, all types of wrong. I was so pissed off when I heard that line. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, because I really don't fully understand. <clears throat> like, the hand is evil for the sake of evil. That's kind of what it's always been for me. Yeah. It's about control to some degree. Right, they right. Can, it can resurrect people, but at a cost. Right. Uh, I just, I don't know. It, I heard, it was never that in, in enjoyable for me. Yeah. I heard, I read somewhere, too, that in the comics, at one point, Daredevil becomes the leader of the Hand. Sure. And he's, and he's uh, like, he uses them as his army to clean up New York or something, but, like, at a questionable, which I thought was interesting. So I, did that did that ever get touched upon in the no. season three? There's no, no okay. Hand in oh, season three. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's okay. completely... <laughs> Hand free, hand free, um, yeah. Uh, it's 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 very nice because yeah. it just got a little too heavy, heavy handed. Yeah. Uh, nice. Hey, put that up. Write that down. Write that down. That's funny. Did he, did he say Write that? It down. Did 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 they say that in Iron Iron Fist? <laughs> this is getting you a little what? heavy handed. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I would not be surprised if somewhere in this season that line exists. You know what? I I will if it comes up. I will. Hey, I'll say this. If it comes up, I will put the show down immediately for you. So thank you. Someone goes, guys, we can't do that. But we'll leave the SpongeBob one in there. <laughs> All right, look, Ted, mm -hmm. you have you wrote two lines of dialogue this season. They're both terrible, but contractually we have to put one in. Which one is it gonna be? Look, your dad is financing this, so we're gonna give you one. All right. Oh one. Really? Just All right. one. I mean, 
The hand one is really like, it's a big social commentary the way I see it. But the SpongeBob one, I really like SpongeBob. Let's go with SpongeBob. Yeah, SpongeBob will go with our audience of 8 to 10-year-olds <laughs> who are watching this, this show. And still criticizing it. Yeah, just <laughs> oh, so bad. So, oh so bad. God. Yeah. Yeah. I th- <laughs> oh, man. Again, in the first, tw- I feel like I've watched like 13 episodes of this thing, but I've only watched 20 minutes. There's so, like I could talk at, ad nauseum about the first 20 minutes of episode one so far. I still remember when we watched, so sat down bad. and watched the first episode of Defenders, and whenever... Did you and I watch that together? Yeah, you, no, me yeah. and Jill sat down and we watched it. I, just, I remember just pausing it during the Iron <laughs> Fist season, scenes and being like, I, right. this feels so disjointed and wrong. Right. Like, it feels so wrong, like whatever's going on with these guys. I don't believe for a second... That anything's right with them. It's so awful. Right. It's just bad. It was it was such a weird again, like the Avengers were a team that didn't like each other at first, grew to or banded together, uh, despite their their you know reservations about it, and then ended up uh, coming out positive on the other side and, and, and all together for the most part. Mm-hmm. The defenders tried so hard to emulate that. But just it just felt like everyone was so pissy about having to work together, yeah. just nonstop pissy. Yeah, so so cynical. Yeah, yeah. In so many ways, <clears throat> and I remember watching the trailer for it and watching that hallway scene where they're all kicking ass. I'm oh, like, that's what I'm talking about. Right, where yes. Daredevil's got a scarf around his, his 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 eyes, and I was like, oh, this looks fucking cool. Right. But geez, like elements of Daredevil coming into yeah, this. Yes, right? okay, yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool, <clears throat> and it's just it really was a giant. I don't want to be here with right. you. I don't want to be here with you either. I'm not expecting them to hold hands and be friends right out of the gate, but they just the approach that they came with was really upsetting. Like it almost feels like you know how so the um uh god who are the brothers that did uh Avengers? I want to say Cohen. I'm like that's not it. I was going to say thank you. I was like Duplass brothers. No, it's not the Duplass. <laughs> all the other brothers. Uh Warner Brothers. The, it was Warner Brothers. That was it. Duh. <laughs> Uh, the Russo brothers did Captain America, and then they, then Marvel was like, "Cool, you guys are then now going to do the the next event, the, the come together." You're going right? to do yeah. Civil War, exactly. And then they did Infinity War. So I feel like this this was Netflix going. Iron Fist was the last one to come out, so they went, "Cool, the showrunner for that, you're doing the Defenders." Like I, he didn't, I don't think, but yeah. it it felt like that, where it's just in the same tone of this whiny, bitchy, nonstop. Well, I don't want to. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. It, it, I feel like with 13 hours of content, you could have meshed that together a little bit better. Right, yeah. <clears throat> well, and that's something interesting that I was reading about the the cancellation of Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Um, obviously, the leading theory is that Disney's going to take you know their properties to Disney, but a lot of people are saying that's not the case because Disney is supposed to, their streaming service is supposed to be a family-friendly service, yeah. whereas Iron Fist, well, not so much Iron Fist, but Luke Cage for sure, got super fucking dark and yeah. like they bur- again they burned a guy and you watched him go from not on fire to on fire and then to a s- scorched human being yeah and then they shot him in the head while they were doing like mm-hmm. it was fucking it was a gruesome scene yeah and uh i just don't think that disney's going to air that on their streaming service um but i completely lost my train of thought yeah <laughs> what were we talking about so you're talking about why they got uh dropped and you're thinking the leading theory is you know mm, yeah. that my theory is just that they just weren't good unfortunately yeah I, I mean, mean obviously Iron Fist was laughable like terrible yeah and Luke Cage I think it was fine um, 
but again, without seeing season two, I thought season one was okay. I I was glad that I watched it. Right. I'm I, I don't know if I'm ever gonna go back and rewatch it though. Wait, Luke Cage? Yeah. Oh, you, you did watch season two? No, I didn't. No. Wait, did you? No. Oh. I watched the Defenders. You watched the Defenders. Got it. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I, I thought you. I, sorry. No. And I, I watched Iron Fist. And I was like, "What are we doing here?" Right. So, and I think it makes sense that one was just to dump angering for you, dump yeah. that, and 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 go from there. Um, what did you think, Luke? Oh, wait, I got it. Um, so, <clears throat> pardon me. Um, a lot of people were saying that because in one year, I think they released four different series. Oh yeah. Of of like they it was the same year that they did, or at least three. I think they did the Iron Fist, or was it Daredevil season? I know something, then the Punisher, then the Defenders, and then they followed up with something else. So they were they were positing that there might just be an oversaturation on Netflix's part um, for for the superhero things. Like yeah. Marvel has released three movies in a year before, but again, those are three movies at two hours apiece. Yeah, not thirteen hours of content. Thirteen hours of content. Thirteen hours of co- like it, it's yeah. just a lot of fucking content. It is, and so there's a lot of filler, and it doesn't feel like a lot of them start to feel like. And this is my point that that they're not going anywhere. Yeah, like it's just a lot of fluff, and it's like cool. All right, let's get through this story list backstory or this other weird thing. I don't know why we're following this character, but yeah. let's get into there. So I think it was a, a giant pacing thing too. Sure. And I think those two were probably maybe the weakest performing ones. Yeah. What What about Luke Cage? Didn't you like though? Um, or not that you didn't like it, but like what What was it missing for you? Because um, I, I found it pretty enjoyable. White myself. people. I mean, come on. Where I mean, were they? I just I wanted to hear it straight out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say it for you, but I wanted to hear it. I love that argument. They're like, "We're all the white people in the right. show." I'm like, "They're in Harlem. Shut your fucking mouth." It's in Harlem. Oh, nice. The white people are the bad people. I'm like, "Yeah, they Kinda. are." Kinda. Yeah. 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 Um. No, I. I. It, again, for me, it was um, the villains, and it just it wasn't. The fight scenes weren't as great for me. Now, I do want to give. Some credit. I'm going to make an assumption here that Luke Cage's fighting style is different than Daredevil's and 100%. Jessica Jones. Like, well, I remember when I was watching Jessica Jones and watching them fight and stuff. I'm like, man, these are not really well choreographed. Right. I don't think they they were. They could have done better, but also their fighting styles didn't lend for them to be super fancy. Like Luke Cage can he's just a take brawler. hits. He's going to brawl yeah. and he's just whatever. He's not to dodge, he yeah. block. He's just going to punch people and, and maul through them. He's right. kind of like Superman. In exactly. That regard. Yeah. Whereas Daredevil, I mean, he's got a his whole thing is how he was trained was agility, you know, stealth right. to some degree, evade, you know, you know redirect, yeah, yeah, exactly. So his style's better. So that lends lends us some cooler things as opposed to a guy just being like, yeah, break something on me, punch you in the face, right? Like, yeah, I'm gonna break through this wall, right? Um, so it, it was it was good, but it just it it didn't excite me in the way that as far as the themes and stuff as it did like with Daredevil. Now do you think if one of if something if one of the three came out prior to Daredevil and the bar had not been set so high out the gate, do you think that you would have potentially I know that's a hard question to answer, but do you think you would have had a different feeling about them? Probably. Because Daredevil's bar was set so high with what to expect from these things and a good mix of, of, of dark content as well as just impressive fighting and story. Yeah. Um, it was very, very impressive. And I think Jessica Jones nailed the story part of it and the villain part of it. I th- um, Jessica Jones was, was very much done like a detective, mm-hmm. like a detective series with some super abilities behind it. And yeah. so in that regard, I thought they did a really good job with that. Yeah. yeah. But there was I would so- say season two, though, for Jessica Jones felt a little... Um, 
little more not forced, but it was it just it didn't. The first one I drew me through it easier than the second one did. Yeah, the there was also did. some annoying characters in Jessica Jones, like her her friend who's the radio Trish. host. Yeah. yeah, and the <clears throat> weird boyfriend that Trish started, the, the cop she started dating. Oh, the blonde guy who is yeah, the uh, so special forces agent. Yeah, so who weird. gets like, killed in season two? Spoiler oh alert. no. Yeah. Um. There, there, there's just some annoying elements to that. Yeah. Where there's some just repetition of things, and um, I just I didn't find that as much in Daredevil. Yeah. Um, in that sort of regard. But I just think it's a shame because I think also the thing you run into with these sort of shared universes is while these things are going on, you have to ask, well, where's everybody else? Right. Why are you not seeing them? Because right. now Iron Fist like does pop in, in to the, Luke Cage. As yeah. they should. Those two have a stronger connection. Absolutely. Just yeah. like Jessica Jones and Luke Cage have a stronger connection right. because Luke Cage and Iron Fist do Heroes for Hire. Uh, it's a whole thing where they actually have a shop where people can come and say, hey, we need... Wait, is that in the comic books? Mm-hmm. Okay, I was. I thought you. I thought you were like, yeah. They started an NPO called uh, Heroes, Heroes for Hire, Hire and uh, they do a lot of charity. They give back to their communities. Yeah, that's a big thing. in what they do is like <laughs> people who that. need people who need help that can't necessarily get what they need. They okay. come to those guys and they help them out. Interesting. Okay, um, and obviously Jessica Jones and Luke Cage get together. They have a kid together and stuff like that in the comics. So there's there's a lot more connections there. But I know each of them has like a different burrow. That they hang out in right. or whatever, but so all together they protect New York City. Exactly, Ex- they, no, they no, defend take, it. I take it back. All together, they protect Manhattan. There you go. <laughs> because fuck the other boroughs. Because <laughs> you know it's, it, but it's it's something like where I would think if Wilson Fisk is causing problems, where's the Punisher? You know what I mean? Right. Like what's he up to? Right. Um, you know, if people are seeing, I forgot they have a fifth one. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, I I mentioned it earlier and I completely forgot about it. Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, at least in the Avengers universe, they could be off doing something else. Yeah, in another part of the world, oh, in another yeah. universe. Exactly. Yeah, they've all you been. Know, you could where's another Thor and Hulk. Oh. Well, there's a Rainbow Road. <laughs> you know, he could be doing a lot of other things. Right. And Hulk is Hulk. So who knows? With one well, with Strange, I mean, you've opened up literally other dimensions. Yes. So you. <laughs> anywhere exactly yeah. so th- there's an easy explanation for that I'm like you guys are all in the same city yeah so there's no way you don't know what's going on and in season three you know there's some pretty incredible things that happen where someone would be interested from that group to be like hey what's going on here <laughs> like someone would want to peek in and be like hey <laughs> just want to check right this sounds dangerous hey you guys uh, it's like it's like checking in on the kids yeah like, right hey you guys are uh you're breaking a lot of shit yeah you guys okay over here yeah please stop yeah so <laughs> please stop because that's part of it too is it would be nice to see some people popping in yeah. in that regard to see what's going on but one thing i did find interesting is that they never referenced they referenced hulk but they never said hulk when? In Luke Cage. Okay. They referenced him, I think, like uh, the green monster or something. Mm-hmm. But they never said Hulk. And I was wondering, it was very interesting because I'm like, it, it it very much felt like Marvel was like, <clears throat> just keep our names out your mouth, right? Mm-hmm. Just maybe not, don't say it. <laughs> like, I don't, it, very, it felt very weird. I'm like, why didn't you? Well, you go, you're all the same property. Why don't you just say Hulk? I think part of it is just the vernacular. Like, in season one of Daredevil, when. James Wesley was talking to the uh, Russian dudes, and he's asking why they're getting their asses kicked by some random guy. He goes, now, if he had a magic hammer or an iron suit, maybe I'd understand, but this just seems like a guy in a mask. Like, you know, so right, it's, it's right, kind of a creative right. way of referencing okay, them without yeah. saying, you know, if he was Thor, Iron Man, he was kind of like, right. you know, trying to 
So for them I'll to be give like, you that, yeah. I think I understand. I forgot that. about that. To, to some degree, it's kind of cool to to hear them. It's it's cool to hear those sort of things. Those things get me excited when there's a sure, reference yeah. to something in the universe that they don't have to be super blatant about, right? If they're not heavy handed, if you will. That's twice. Yeah, it's twice, fuckers. Mm-hmm. Heavy handed. Uh, <laughs> about that stuff, I, I it's kind of neat because I imagine. If, if there's one thing I do enjoy about what Marvel's done in this universe is they've really built out the consequences of events. Like right. The, the, new, the, right. the attack on New York had a lot of cascading effects, which we've seen in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've seen that in The Defenders right. and all those individual things. Um, it, it was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, all that stuff, it, it had these cascading events, which also... Made me realize when I watched Infinity War again how freaked out people must have been in New York when Thanos's folks show up the again. Sh- this ship showed up, yeah. So when Peter turns to his friend and says, "Hey, you know, create a scra- distraction," he goes, "Oh, we're all gonna die because yeah, like again, right. something's aliens here. are invading again, right? And like, god damn it, right? Everything happens to our fucking city, right? Like." What the fuck? Get these heroes out of here. Yeah. yeah. It also makes me wonder with the whole Defender stuff, how are they going to address the Thanos situation? Right. You well, know, maybe. Like, there you go. Season three of Luke Cage and Iron Fist are not happening because they, they, dis- they disappeared. There we go. Done. They vanished. Done and done. They're gone. Guys, we explained it away. It's we all good. We did it. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Take that Clyde, you and your stupid fucking one-liners. For some reason, his name's Clyde. I, I like it. Yeah. Fucking Clyde. Right. No, it's t- it's. I think it's Todd Clyde Lindstrom. That's his name. <laughs> Todd Clyde Lindstrom. He right. goes by his middle name. He goes, yeah, sometimes he does. Yeah. 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 Lindstrom. Lindstrom. I love it. The third. <laughs> the third, yes. <laughs> oh, you mean, uh, of the Hampton Lindstroms? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. How, Please come here. How delightful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am curious to see how all that stuff is, because I think Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is still going on, too. As far as I know, let me check that out. So, however, that's got to fuck people over if they don't know what's going on in these scripts. And they get that. They're like, half the universe disappeared. You're like, fuck! Come on! All yeah. right, which one stayed? Which one's lived? <laughs> and what, what are the consequences of that? Um, yeah, well, you got to look at like what, what you've got set up for you know, how many, how, however long. Yeah. You're like, fuck, all right, now we have to change what we had planned for next season. We've been storyboarding next season. Yeah. We've got to fucking change that now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, first episode, more... Because I did like how, because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to me, I haven't watched, I didn't, I got almost to the end of season one. I think I had one episode left and I just was kind of like, I'm good. Yeah, I wanted to get into it and I've, I've been told by a lot of people like, oh, there's like little Easter eggs all over the place. And I was just like, damn. I hear it's fantastic, but um, I just, it, it, for some reason it was too much for me. Um, Sorry, the series was renewed for a sixth season intended to air July 2019. All right. After stating that the first season was slightly much longer. Because the first yeah. season was very much Monster of the Week, which is really boring. Sure, yeah. But then when Winter Soldier stuff came through. They started to really tie the story. And they're like, hey, by the way, we're doing this. And they're like, oh, shit, we can include this in our show, too. And right. then that turned everything on its head. Well, I feel like it's nice because they really got to uh, – not a lot of shows get a – they basically brought you to a pool or a, or a, a, you know, a, a drinking pond. And you're just like, take as much as you want. Like you've got you've got all this you've got an abundance here. Have you ever been to a drinking pond? A watering hole is what I was trying to say. I feel like a drinking pond would be fucking disgusting. Oh no, you'll get sepsis for sure. A drinking pond. Yeah. When you think of pond, I just think of just brown just, water. Just pond scum on the t- a thin scum. layer of scum. My favorite thing is when I brought that up, you were like, "Fuck." I know. No, Doug, I was Doug like, didn't let me get away with it. 
because I was in my head, I'm like, watering hole is what you're looking for. You want to say watering hole, just say watering hole. And my brain was like, you can't say it. But yeah, drinking, drinking pond is a Guys, how come no one wants to come to the drinking pond? Because it looks gross, Clyde. It looks disgusting. Come on, come it's on. water. It's wet. It's like Coach Steve. From- come on, it's water. What are you going to do? It's wet. It's wet, guys. It'll get your body right. <laughs> no, it won't. No, It'll it get won't. my body wrong. It'll give me diarrhea. I know, but that's just your body's way of saying hello. That's your body's way of saying, hey, you got to stay honest. What are you talking about? <laughs> just, just. Oh, what I was saying is that, <laughs> is that the, uh, I don't think, no one has ever had that kind of a pull to pull from before. And so I think like the show, when they did the witch, they were like, Jesus Christ, we can, we could go anywhere with our show now. Yeah. And so, like, they, they were given all of this baseline material to, like, just pull from. It was also tough because it was on ABC. So There's only it, so much that the network's going to uh, let you do. Yeah. It's just, even though it's owned by Disney, it's still just like, we got to meet this format. And right. We got to do this. But on the same side, this is a lot of, if you were a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, this is the kind of shit that they would be dealing with on a regular basis. Yeah, it's a lot of cleanup. It's more bureaucracy, bureaucracy than anything. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're tracking these sorts of things and they're cataloging it like that, you know, the the podcast, Long Night, yeah, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, One, it's oh, great. It's You're getting so good. following two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents as they investigate some backwoods town in Alaska. Right, and, right, right. And right. everything like that. And what they're doing, they're investigating. Fuck I'm like, this me. is exactly what it is. They are S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I, I, have they mentioned Shield? No. Okay, because I keep saying FBI, but like they they have to be Shield. I agents. assume that they're Shield they agents. They have to be. They have to be saying FBI just to cover it up. But yeah. they are absolutely Shield. You just completely put a whole other spin on that. Based program. on all the yes. technology they have and yes. stuff like that, I just have to assume that they're Shield. Maybe 100%. I'm wrong. I don't know. I, no, I'm in agreement with you. I just never considered <laughs> that. I never considered that. I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, with that, that's the kind of stuff that they're going to be examining they're going to be going so it, it to a certain extent it makes sense but i loved how you know they had an episode after thor dark world where they were in uh london sure yeah they're like cleaning up what had happened right. and i'm like yeah this is exactly this is kind of cool to see the granular part of it right you don't need to see them filling out you know time sheets and you know <laughs> your putting ten in pto do you guys get a 1024 b can you bring that over hey, I, I gotta uh, fill another one out maxwell for... i need you to come over here dude you did not you, you are negative on your pto you are negative, all right? Well, I, it's been a, I've been busy. I've been, I know. been a lot of... It's really busy. We've got Thor showing up here with Dark Elves. I've just been working know. really hard on this stuff. I just I just need to take a little time I for get myself. It, but, but you remember what you did for your cousin's wedding? Yeah. You took that off. You went down to the Bahamas. Yeah. You we, used all your time. We told you. It's in the that, policy manual. It's family. Can't you just look at the Do you remember when you signed off on the policy manual at the beginning of the year? Yes, you I made do. made these changes. We had webinars. Did you attend one of them? No, that's the problem there, Maxwell. But I was, now look, you can't take any more, okay? I was tracking Loki. If you take it again, you were not tracking Loki. That's why I couldn't sign off. I couldn't watch the webinars. You know what? Everyone made time for it. You know, Cassandra made time for it. Cassandra was always... Cassandra old. never does her job. Oh, I'm always okay. picking up the slack okay, for Cassandra. Right? Well, if you really want to get into doing some relative feedback here, if we want to do this, I'll do that right now. I'll talk to you all day about Cassandra, but it won't be helpful. Fine. <laughs> That Let's do the be- most boring <laughs> podcast, like radio play. It's called HR. <laughs> I, feel, I feel 
feel like that though, a show about that would be right up your alley because you play all you. of these world building games, right? Where you have to like you're you're doing the nuance of the government. Dude, you're do- that would be your show. There has to be a <laughs> payroll director at Shield, right? There has to. be. Someone's got to figure out where all the funds are going. There also has to be an HR department, absolutely, because natural <laughs> workforce like human relations has to take place. They have to file any sort of harassment claims. They got to do. They got to do training. There's got to be a training department, I mean, right? right? You you have to assume there's a training department. I'm sure there's both e-learning and instructional led design. You know, like there's got to be people that do that, right? <laughs> the most boring show ever. It's like before you guys go out there, remember you have to complete your preventing unlawful harassment training. <laughs> Because otherwise, your ass is out of here. You know. All right, we're sending another team into the field. Has everyone finished their OSHA training? <laughs> okay, be safe out there. Yes, yeah. these are posted in the break rooms <laughs> for everyone to see. Exactly. Make sure you're up on the latest policies. <laughs> I mean, they have to be. I mean, right. there's got to be someone that's, uh, you know, the IT department. You know, <laughs> they use so much technology. They have, they have to, to I mean, have an IT department. They have to have an IT department. Right. There's got to be someone that, that when they come in, they're like, "Cool, here's your laptop, <laughs> and here's your special uh, scanner phone that right. you get that can scan details." Please remember, don't use Wi-Fi. Don't use public Wi-Fi. Please use our own encrypted network. Use our network. VPN. Right. <laughs> Just shit. The Internet's standard down. stuff. Oh. You know. Hey, can you print? I can't print. There's got to be. IT? There's right. got to be a talent acquisition team hey, that's putting. I a, can't print. <laughs> I can't. God damn it! We fight off aliens, but we can't print. What the fuck? What do we do? Why are you printing? IT it's is, all in the cloud. Stop printing. Stop You're wasting. Printing. Just <laughs> IT's been tasked with figuring out this new alien technology. They are. They're onboarding, but some dude can't. Fu- it's fucking Todd can't. Todd can't, can't fucking print over here. God damn it, Todd! Todd stop Lindquist, printing. Come on! It leaves a paper trail. We told you this. <laughs> God damn it. Oh. Just all the basic stuff you go through. Just, right. Yeah, they've got to have that. You know, I'm sure there's a culture committee to make sure oh, that sure. they're having hot chocolate Wednesdays Absolutely. or whatever. Yeah, you've you got to make sure that the people are happy. Just because you're fighting aliens does not mean that you don't, you shouldn't be happy at work. Someone's got to design the progression planning, you know. Right. What are we going to do, guys? What, what are your development goals this right. year? What about the CMO? What about the chief marketing officer, right. right? Someone needs to get the good name of S.H.I.E.L.D. out there. Right. Or keep it out. Ooh. Just saying. Ooh, that's right. Very good. See, it's fun stuff, man. It's guys, that, like, that, that stuff fascinates me when right. I think about all the, the <laughs> stupid <laughs> shit that goes on behind the, the scenes. The minutia of a day-to-day. Oh, yeah. Like all these fantastical like organizations, and they're like, look, <laughs> we got to do this. Right. Look, there's still, there's still structurally... They're structurally a business model. Like that, that is a business. You exactly. have to, you have to have the same roles in place. Of course, right. someone's got to create email right. distributions. <laughs> you know, like oh my god, guys, we are fuck you if you think you're stealing this from us. We're we're going to write an episode of this, and it is going to be magic. It's going to be called Shield dot 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 HR. <laughs> It's going to be a nice uh, counterpart to the Chicago HR web exactly. series I worked on. Yeah, it's going to be Shield HR. Shield HR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. This week on Shield HR. <laughs> you just see someone at their desk just phone ringing in the background. Yeah. 30-second shot of them just staring at a computer. This is Sasha. She's the employee relations specialist. Let's see how she handles, <laughs> see how she handles am, this I harassment investigation. In love with this with this concept. <laughs> I am absolutely in love with this concept. I we oh. are we are making this and it will be picked up by Disney. Oh, it's guaranteed. So it's so dumb. This is family friendly. They can put right? this on their streaming service. Guys, let's get the word out there about, you know, bi weekly pay. You know, let's right. get the word out there. Versus twice a month. Right. You know? 
Let's get the word out there about benefits, right? What kind of benefits package do they have? As end of the year is coming up, please do not forget to restate your tobacco-free status. Also, you need to re-enroll in benefits. Make sure that you change. Even if you're not changing anything, you still have you to have click to, the button. We have to re-enroll. You have to do it. <laughs> Otherwise, you will be defaulted and you will not be into it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love this. Just... It's just I'm ridiculous. So Something that's interesting, though, is that season six of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is slated for 13 episodes. So the hmm. one through five had 22 full traditional uh, network season, but six is dropping down to 13. So I feel I like... on episode 13, they all vanish. <laughs> I feel like they're on their way out. Yeah. They've got to be, yeah. I, I just don't know how much longer they can go. The last four episodes of season five take place over a single day and coincide with the events of Avengers Infinity War. Oh, interesting. Is what that says there. So, yeah. Interesting. Uh, interesting, yeah. Because I do know they did some cool stuff with that where they actually led up to uh, Avengers Age of Ultron where they were taking out Hydra bases and things like that and then eventually they realized they were out of their league. And I think Coulson says, we got to do a code 76. They're like, what's that? He's like, we got to call the Avengers. And then Age of Ultron starts with the Avengers oh, nice. destroying that, you know, Hydra base yeah, and things yeah, like yeah. that. And, you know, so. Which, well, that's kind of fucking it's, cool. It's yeah. cool how they're able to weave that stuff in, but it's got to be exhausting. They also, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. went very much on the Inhuman side of things. Yeah. So nothing else about Inhumans has been out, especially since that stinker of a of a movie Whoa, slash show woof. came out. I remember watching the Was trailer. that on ABC as well? I don't, I, th I don't know, but it Good was a Lord, just that's rough. Look terrible. That's right. Now Disney also now that they've picked up Fox and everything, they technically they own Legion, right? Technically, yes, I think. Like Legion, and there's a few other mutant shows out there. I mm -hmm. think I know Cloak and Daggers on Netflix or no, it's elsewhere. I think. Is that FX as well? It could be. That's another one where or I'm family. like, Maybe it's it getting to the point now where I'm just like, I can't. Oh no! Just like I, I want to stay up on all this, but it's again we've discussed no. this, and this is something we'll we'll talk about in a future episode at at length. But there's just there's, there we are in a, we're in a golden age of television again. I feel like it's it's come full circle. We've gotten into this like really, I mean, TV the, the amount of of high quality entertainment options, both visually and content wise, like writing and acting and everything, is. It's staggering, and mm -hmm. it's just, it's too much. Yeah. And I'm not saying I want it to go away, but, like, f when people are like, hey, have you seen the show? I, my, my response used to be, oh, shit, no, I got to watch that. My response now is, no, I, I've, I know of it, and if I can get around to it, I will, but it's, there's just far too much. Part of it to me is just because there's so many avenues, it's just like what happened with music where there's a lot of shit that gets through. Sure, absolutely, and, yeah. And I appreciate that. Like the Inhumans. Yeah. Like, I know you want to adapt everything you've got, but some things just didn't work and, and part of that could just be the production that, the writing yeah. it could be any number of things but i feel like once you start getting veering off from your a-list folks and you start getting into some of these lesser known things you'll you'll have an audience for it sure but it better be fucking fantastic right like daredevil you know the only thing we ever right. knew about daredevil was that ben affleck movie and we were like eh, yeah oh here comes daredevil but they did a fantastic job of making it very interesting yeah. and, and and powerful and great so if you're going to be doing these lesser-known things, Guardians of the Galaxy was a huge risk of a movie. Huge no risk, No one knew yeah. who the fuck that was. Huge risk. And now they're one of the most popular franchises out there. Absolutely, And yeah. But you have to do it well, and you have to do it right. Because you can fail on Superman. Superman will come back around. Absolutely. Batman will come back Same around. Same thing, yeah. Like, that stuff will come <clears throat> back around. 
Guardians of the Galaxy won't Lord come back around. Lord knows they failed on X-Men. Right? A couple times. X-Men will come back around because there's an audience of people that is dying, dying to see an awesome X-Men movie. Absolutely. And some people will say, yeah, it's, this one's great. I'm like, it, 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 it's in a different league. Right. Than your Marvel stuff. Right, yeah. Marvel could, if they got their hands on that again, hopefully when they do, and they reboot it or whatever they do. Look out. They're going to do a fantastic job Just with look it. out, yeah. Just because... They figured out their formula for how to make that stuff work, and right. it's going to be phenomenal. It's just like you know, people desperately want a good Venom movie, right? You know, which I haven't seen, but it did well, I think, at the box office. But Spider Man's another example of something that's just going to keep coming back around. Exactly. Right. There, there are characters and franchises that will never die because they will constantly, constantly bring people back. But if you're going to veer off that path, like Inhumans, you probably won't see Inhumans. For a long time, if they ever come back. If they ever come back. Yeah, actually, Venom did half a billion. Worldwide, it did 541 mil. Still think still think it'd be better, but... You think it would be... You think it should have done better? Like, what do you, what, what do you think it should Doctor have done? Doctor Strange did 750 million. So Right, but... Agreed. But for Sony, <laughs> I have to call that a win. I guess. I mean, what's their production budget on it? Does it say? Or is it hidden? 100 million. A hundred million? hundred million. A <laughs> hundred million? No wonder those graphics For look like shit. For that CG? Oh, my God. Wait, what are you talking about? They should have been... That, you're saying that's why they look like shit? I, they only spent a hundred million on that movie? Only a hundred million? Yeah. Isn't it weird that this is how our perspectives yeah. have shifted? Right? Only a hundred million? Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. I mean, compared to what you see on other stuff... I mean, I take that back. You can spend... I'm sorry. A hundred million, you should have been able to get... Far better. Well, look at, yeah, let's that. look at Deadpool. Deadpool was like what 60, 65 million, and they actually did a pretty good job. Is with Deadpool two words? One word. Two words. One word. One Sorry, word. One word. <laughs> you went back and forth on that real quick. Fifty-eight million dollars. Yeah, was Deadpool one? Deadpool two, hundred ten million. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty I good will stuff. say that. I mean, uh, um, shit. What was his name? The guy who ripped Deadpool in half. Oh, Juggernaut. Juggernaut. Thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, he looked pretty CG. He did, but. Still. So did uh, um, Iron Man Man. Um, Colossus. <laughs> Iron Man Man? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean Colossus. Yeah, Colossus. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I just expected more because Venom is, is again, if you can do a good Venom movie, that's going to spawn some other stuff. It's going to be really powerful. And Let's see what this got around Tomatoes here. I think... Spawn? No, it's Spawn. I'm thinking about Spawn right now. Uh, <gasps> what is it? That ain't good. It's, it dropped to 29%. Yeah. I know it was dancing around the 30s for a while, but yeah. man, 29%. Audience, th- this is the thing, though. Audience score is 87%. Yeah. The audience, and again, I think we've talked about this before, where yeah. like sometimes you, you kind of need to go by the audience score because like critics are going to go. Critics sometimes have their nose you know, stuck up in the air. Like Based off that, if you saw a movie, 29% critical... 87% audience, what would you do? It depends because I need to see, for me, I'll do a deeper dive into the critics and see what they've liked in the past and what they haven't. And if, if we they match up with me, then I'll probably lean towards it. Okay. Because there's a lot of people out there that like a lot of movies that I don't. And that's fair. That's very fair. Like, I don't know, Rampage? Yeah, exactly. I remember meeting a guy uh, when I was at work at the hotel and he was naming off all these movies that he loved. And I was like, those movies are dog shit. And <laughs> so I was like, all right, anytime you suggest a movie, I will know that we're probably not matched up. 
in my mind of, of things that we'll like. Right. And that's fine. You know, there's a lot of people that like the Fast and Furious movies. They're not for me. That's their, but that's their, that's their jam. Their thing, yeah. There is an insane f- amount of people that love the Avatar movie. I will never understand why. Sure, yeah. To this day, I will never understand why. So um, I say, like most things, I take it with a grain of salt because there's always someone that's like, I don't like the Avengers movie. And I'm like, okay, fine. But what else do you like? Oh, right. you like art movies. Well, then no, you're not going to like this fucking movie. It's not for you. Right. So I take it with a grain of salt. But in general, when I see that many critics drop a deuce on something, I'm like, mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because there's going to be people that are going to see it no matter what. And I've, I've seen, talked to people like, oh, Venom was awesome. I'm like, uh, are you sure? I mean, I'm going to see it when it comes out on streaming. Yeah. I'll watch it. Because uh, I want to see Tom Hardy, and, I, and I'm curious. But everything I saw from the trailers led me to believe that that was a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes kind of movie. Yeah. Now I will say Rampage got a 52%. So also blew, blew like, that one out of the water. Oof. Yeah. And how much did Rampage make? Uh, Rampage made. Checking. Because I would think that for Venom, I mean Venom, they did a lot of obviously advertising for too. I mean, Jesus, they cut four trailers for it, so that's going to cost you some Yeah, money. right? At a total running time of, like, 12 minutes. Jesus Christ. Uh, Rampage did $426 million worldwide hmm. to okay. date. So <clears throat> not as much as Venom. But yeah. Of course, Venom also. Imagine if they did an awesome Venom movie. Production budget was $120 million on hmm. Rampage. How about that? Of course the wolf flies. Um <laughs> We know we're a hundred million of that hundred twenty one too. But if so Sony we'll were to get it right, right, with a Venom movie, that would, I mean, all this does is just makes them come a little bit closer to Marvel. They come a little bit closer to them being like, here you go, or help oh us. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I think they, they've they've tr- they've tried so hard to, yeah, they've tried so hard to to do it themselves. Spider Man, they went, look, we really need help on this one. Yeah, and then they went, us. cool. That's good. We see it. We see what we need to do now. We're going to go back and throw some humor into it, and we'll throw this, and we'll do this other thing. And then they went, ah. That's also a company that doesn't understand the character. Right, exactly. Making. They don't. But as long as they're making that kind of money off it, though. I mean, how think, much money are they really making? Well, if you take 120, they say usually say double it for, what is it, P&M, like promotion and marketing. So, yeah. um, I mean, they didn't make a ton off it, but they still yeah. they were still in the green. They they made some, but is it what they want? Is that the return that they want to get? Do you think Do you think a good Venom movie could have crossed a billion dollars? Easily, really easily could have the 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 desire to see a movie like that is there. I mean, Jesus, Deadpool made almost a billion, and that was an R rated movie. Fair, that's very fair. And I'm not saying Venom has to be R. It could be. It doesn't yeah. need to. You could do a hard PG thirteen movie with Venom. And have it be incredibly successful. There's such a people love Venom. Yeah, they love Venom. He's such an interesting character, and they could they could absolutely make close to a billion dollars off that. Because there's something so yeah. I would see. I, I I feel that you they would get closer to like Deadpool made a seven eighty three. So I think they. I don't know if Venom could uh, gross a billion, but I think they could get up at least into three quarters. Oh, they would because again, Deadpool's R. Right. And I'm saying they need to make. I would say they need to make Venom R. I don't think you can do a hard. Again, there's a there's a section of superhero movies that just have. I feel like have to be R. Mm-hmm. Like Dead, Deadpool's one of those. He's yeah. just he's he runs off the mouth way too much. Yeah. And his whole thing is he fucking kills people. So yeah. I think you have to do that. Venom is a monster. He's yeah. an alien monster, and he mm-hmm. eats people. I, yeah, R rated. Like I think really you could do as, you could do as well as Deadpool. Yeah. Easily. Um, now, yeah, you could PG-13, do a hard PG thirteen. You could get a billion, which they did, right? Yeah, you know, but yeah, 
it, it's a tough decision. Oh, because you're it. saying more people. I, I see that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's access to more people. Yeah, that's They'll go fair. see it. So, um, but yeah, man, there's there's such a I love Venom too. He's he's incredibly interesting, and then that can bleed into Carnage. No, yeah, and so many other things that would make it so interesting. Well, I think yeah, I mean Venom in the the '90s cartoon was it was always my favorite when he came around in that yeah. cartoon. I was like, fuck yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get weird with this. Yeah, exactly. Let's get weird with this. Yeah, let's get weird with it. Let's get weird with it. You know what else I used to say? Oh, uh, let's Every- get heavy handed with it. <laughs> let's get heavy handed. That's four times now. That's <laughs> three. Well, you said it once quieter after I said it was twice. So that, that was, was third. still kind of like, so like tw- second Three time. and a half, guys. Because I was like, it's got to be rule three. So, right. so I got to get this in here. I, and I, I did. It's three. I may have been heavy handed with it, but. Fuck you. Know. you. <laughs> Fuck you, Doug. <laughs> you know it's never heavy handed. Uh, throw down! down! So since we brought up The Rock right at the end. Oh, God. Uh, I got a, I got my mention of him in there. Um, I want to do. There's a very well known beef between The Rock and Vin Diesel. Oh, there's a beef. <clears throat> you didn't know about this? No. Oh yeah, The Rock and Vin Diesel are not fans of each other. Oh really? Very much no. Oh. Um, they won't even for share the record, roast beef with each other. I'm Team Rock. Um, it's hard not to be Team <clears throat> Rock. I'm just saying. So I want to put The Rock and Vin Diesel toe to toe. Just as themselves, not as like their characters. Yeah. Fuck the characters. Yeah. I want to see The Rock and Vin Diesel go at it. Well. Like, something happens in this, so we'll set it up. They're, um, the Rock is at Spago, right? He's, he's eating a very nice, uh, nice meal with his, uh, with his agent, you know? There uh, are no Mastro's. We'll put him at the Steakhouse Mastro's because he needs, needs a lot of protein. So he's eating at Mastro's, and um, Vin Diesel said something on Twitter, and The Rock gets real pissed off. And you can just see him. He's sitting at the table fuming. And then all of a sudden, in walks Vin Diesel. And he sees him walk in the door, and the rock just kind of pushes his chair back, and it makes that sound, that scraping sound. There and he, goes, he stands. <laughs> but he says that, and the chair makes that noise. Which one would you prefer? Well, I want him to say it, obviously. Roll a dice to see which one it is. <laughs> so he stands up, and Vin Diesel sees him across the room. Everyone then moves to the side of the. And so now we've got tables, we've got chairs, we've got cutlery. We've got some food. Yeah, stop thinking about the rock just going. Eee! <laughs> he sees Vin Diesel walk in, and that's his first response. Is this is internal alarm goes off? God damn it! That's his. That's his warning sign. If he was in the animal kingdom, that would be his rattle, like a rattlesnake rattle. <laughs> Vin Diesel goes. Oh, so dumb. I better not go in. <laughs> Um, well, the Rock is on alert. Well, the Rock used to be a uh, running back at uh, University of Miami. Very true. He also was uh, a professional wrestler. Yep. He works out like a boss. Yep. Vin 24/7. Diesel was a bouncer, though, so he he has been in the physical realm as well. Okay. Um, I feel like the Rock has him beat on many many levels as far as strength uh, and and skill level. Um, He's also a super nice guy. Right. So he and would probably you, try you, to de-escalate Well, first. the thing is, like, if you piss off a super nice guy, they, they have a real dark side. That's a good that point, they too. they keep locked away. That's a very good like, point, too. Yeah. Someone that, that's, that is that big, <laughs> who's just never really right. done much with it, if all of a sudden he has cause to use it, that's going to be that's gonna be smash city. Oh, it's not going to be good f- no. for anyone. Yeah. Um, let me just see. Uh, Dwayne Johnson. I just want to see if I can get his stats. Yeah. How tall he is. Yeah, he's 6'5". He's 6'5"? Yeah. Jesus. It's a big human being. Yeah. It's a big fucking human being. Um, let's do the rock stats. 6'5", uh, uh, roughly 260. Good God. 
Um, of all muscle. Yeah, right. And then let's do Vin Diesel stats. Vin Diesel is 6'1", uh, 225. 6'1", So he's got four inches off, and he's about 40 pounds under. So Vin Diesel's 49, and The Rock is 46. So The Rock's got, ah, man, I don't know. Feel like that? I feel like I this, this is, is really one sided. Real, yeah, real easy. <laughs> Rock uh, basically lays lays down the smack. I feel like Vin Diesel comes running at him, and the Rock just just watches him the entire yeah. time. Vin Diesel's having to like snake through the tables, <laughs> like so he he can't really get any power coming forward. Yeah, and he's kind of snaking through the tables, and the Rock picks up a steak, takes one more bite of it, sets yeah. it down. And then as Vin Diesel comes up to him, The Rock just palms his face yeah. and then puts him through a table. I like that. Game over. <laughs> I also like that scene in Man of Steel where that guy's picking a fight with Clark Kent in the in the oh in, in the, the bar. bar. Yeah, he like pushes him and like he just pushes himself back off of him and right. he doesn't move. I imagine he does that to The Rock. The Rock <laughs> just stands perfectly still while Vin Diesel's like yeah. Vin Diesel or maybe Vin Diesel just runs right into him, yeah. like runs into a wall. Yeah, doesn't even try to push. He just doesn't realize Vin Diesel's not good spatially. Yeah, so he doesn't know how close he is and he just fucking face plants right in The Rock's chest. He tries to do like a flying kick. He's like yeah, and just <laughs> falls down. Right. And the Rock's just kind of. It's like, all right, let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Rock for the Rock win! for the win! Yeah, that yep. was a good one. I, I love that. <laughs> that or when the Rock stands up and makes that noise, Vin Diesel goes, nope. <laughs> it just turns heel and runs out. It's like, shit, I can't eat here anymore. <laughs> Fine. He's claimed this territory. He's claimed this territory. This is his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Justin, you got anything you want to promote this week? Oh, man. Uh, Iron Fist Season 2, guys. Get on it. Get the fuck on it. All right. Well, we let that air out. Uh, obviously, Daredevil it, Season 3. Yeah. Uh, check it out. I would it's say great. Rampage 2. I think it's streaming now. Rampage 2? There's a second one? No, Rampage as well. Oh. It's streaming now. <laughs> Good. Like, we have more stuff to talk about then. <laughs> uh, yeah, check out uh, Daredevil Season 3. It is delightful, to say the least. I like it. I like it. Uh, you all can find MindGap on Facebook. Uh, look for our page there. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at MindGapPodcast. Justin exists digitally as well. That's right. On Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. You can uh, subscribe to us, review us, uh, share us around, just give us all the loves on there. We love the loves. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap and 2East8th.com slash The Best Bar Podcast Ever. This is the podcast to do every Monday with me, Lister. Ivanovich about the bar industry and it's pretty damn cool. That's that. That's that. So you all have a lovely week. Be cool to each other. And remember, sometimes life can get a little heavy. Mind Gap Podcast.